called me. You said I was the little sister you always wanted in every ep- in one of them. When did I say that? Way, like that's one of the funniest things I think I've ever heard on a podcast. Yeah, I, did I say that on yes. NPR? No, you said that no, on no, our you show. Said it on this one, once you're like, oh yeah, it's oh. like having a little sister, and I freaking died. Dude, he, he said I was the little sister you always wanted. This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Bratz with JLB Morelia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. Good evening, everybody. This is episode 23 of the Herpeticulture Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Justin Smith, Palmetto Coast Exotics. In the background is the soothing sound of fajitas or something cooking from my roommate. It sounds like rain. Pretend it is rain. Yeah. It's not. It's kind of a nice nice little background noise. I'm Anyways, I'm Jacob Rods with JLB Morelia. And this week, we are joined by the one and only Casey Cannon. Woo. Not to be confused with Nick Cannon. <laughs> What's going on, Casey? Uh, nothing much. Cool, it's a little cool. cold down here right now. It's uh, cold here. Good for some brittles, I guess. Nice. Yeah, that is good for the brittles. Always good. Um, what? Uh, I guess that's not a question I would ask on air. Um, how cold is that where you are? <laughs> I was about to ask where you live, and I was like, wait. How much do you make before taxes? <laughs> yeah, how cold is it where you're at, Casey? No, I'm over in uh, North Georgia. Okay, yeah. That's about a- an hour north of Atlanta. Okay, cool, cool, cool. What's the What's the weather like out there? Is it How cold is it? Yeah. <laughs> I said, how, co- how cold is it, Casey? Dude, I'm sorry. It broke up a little bit. Uh, I don't <laughs> know, man. It's about uh, a little bit of avoid freezing, maybe. Okay. Like, Oh, my nice. basement got down to about 58 last night. Oh, nice. It's crazy cold here. That's so, right. Yeah, it's, the uh, brittles are uh, hopefully going to be taking well to that. Oh, yeah, I'm I sure can they're imagine. Loving it. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, let's get into it. So we yeah, let's start out with uh, some Southeast Carpet Fest, or we're going to get yelled at. Yes. How's that yes. sound? So, Southeast Carpet Fest, what you got for us? Okay. Uh, Southeast Carpet Fest 2019 is going to be hosted by Cody and Pia Bartolini. Uh, it's going to be 2 p.m. Uh, February 9th in Melrose, Florida. We are having a T-shirt sale going on right now. It's going to end in the next six days. We have uh, six colors uh, and some hoodies available. They look really good this year. I'm kind of excited to get mine. I picked a uh, beige one, I think. Nice. Uh, we managed to get some sponsors. Uh, one of which is you guys. Hey. So we really appreciate that. Oop, shout out to us. To you guys. <laughs> yeah, we also got uh, Ship Your Reptiles, Cold Blooded Cafe, uh, and Forest Fanning. Mm-hmm. We're, yep. right. We're excited. And huh? we are also doing an auction, which we have the first batch up as of tonight, which was tonight, uh, the That's- 10th. Yep. Today is the 10th. January, whatever it is, 11th. Yes. Yeah, we got that up. Um, in total, we're going to have over 100 items, Wow. which we are going to be auctioning off. Uh, first, it's going to be online, and then we're going to finish it up over at the event. So if there's something there you see online that you really like, come to the event, and you have a much better chance of winning it. 
All of the uh, proceeds are going to NidoVirus Research, which is uh, the virus is going around through a lot of the Python communities right now. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to uh, give the money to a few uh, universities to get that going. Very cool, very cool. And the uh, the shirt money is going towards U.S. Arc, correct? Yes, it is going to U.S. Arc. Okay, cool, cool. They have a goal of 100, and they're currently at like 81, unless that's changed. Yeah, we're really close. Yeah. We still have six days, so I think we're going think to we're uh, go be above so, and beyond that. Yeah, so every, buy everybody one, everybody, go buy uh Southeast Carpetfest shirts. Everybody else has hoodies. Dude, I got a, I I got a hoodie and a t-shirt, Here's man. my logic I for not out. getting a hoodie, though. In my defense... You only wear hoodies like three or four years, three or four months out of the year. So yeah, I'm not going to let it sit you. in yeah. my closet. I don't I'm care. I'm going to wear a shirt that I can flaunt. Well, yeah, that's why I got a shirt and a hoodie. I got to accessorize. So wintertime, while we're there in February, I can support my Carpet Fest hoodie. I got to showcase it. Uh, I say while we're there, I should say while <clears throat> I'm there. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> Look, hey, that's a work in hey, progress, okay? I, yeah, I know. I just like giving you a hard time. Because, you know, I you know. was like jokingly going to post in the group to be like, send your complaints to beefertobacco at gmail.com <laughs> and then just have everybody like send my boss an email saying, send them to Carpet Fest. Yeah. But then I'd be like, that, I'd probably get... I'd probably get let go for that. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, that's that's a no go. So it's funny, but don't do that. Yes. I need my job. I like my job. All right, so back on track. Um, we got the auction starting tonight. And yep. Do we know what time? Yeah, does he know what time? Um, Ian told me it was going to be up uh, in a couple minutes, like 30 minutes ago, so I assume it's oh, up right man. now. I'm not sure exactly what time, but by the time this is all put out in the, the web, it, it's going to be out. Okay, cool, cool. But, yeah, it's in Melrose, Florida, which is uh, close to Gainesville and mm-hmm. Keystone Heights, Florida. So if you guys want to check out, there's a lot of hotels, a lot of Airbnb. Uh, Cody and Pia said that if anybody has a tent or something like that and they want to just set up in their front yard, we'll be able to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have a get-together Friday night, I think, at a, there's a brewery near there, which I didn't write down what it's called. I I'm doing a great job, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I knew I knew about that. I don't know if I'll be there for that because I think I might yeah, be there. Yeah, I don't know either. Stuff, but I'll definitely be there Saturday. Yeah. Um. Yep. 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 And then uh, airport air, airport information RFPP on Facebook, and uh, everybody that's coming has to bring something. Right. Yeah. That's your admission, guys. You have to bring something to more the than just yourself. Event. Yes. Um. Casey, what and about? Again, it is February ninth at two p.m. And if you go on our Facebook page, Southeast Carpet Fest, we will drop a address and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, guys, if you're flying into, uh, if you're going to fly to the event um, by chance, then um, there's the Gainesville International Airport, which is about 25 minutes away. Um, Jacksonville International is about an hour and a half. And Orlando is about two hours away. So just throwing that plan out there for accordingly. anybody. Yeah, plan accordingly. If, you're, if you plan on flying out, um, I hope if you're attending, you already have plane tickets or if you're just finding out, um, you know. Those are your options. Uh, we will that. not be doing a shuttle, so uh, yeah, plan yeah. according. Unless yeah. you want to hitchhike no or walk. No shuttle. <laughs> I mean, if anybody wants to, you know, hit me up and throw me a couple bucks, I mean, I might I be can, able to give somebody a ride. I mean, I can ride, tell you but... from personal experience, you do not want to be hitchhiking in Florida. No. Personal experience. God, no. <laughs> 
right. yeah, that's that's Southeast Carpet Fest. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a good time, guys. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. This I'm will sure be my are. this will be my first Carpet Fest. Um, I hope you have fun. Yeah, we had a pretty good time last year. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, Cody and Pia's place. They have a bunch of venomous reptiles. Oh, yeah, for they sure. Do. They're, I don't have a lot of experience with that stuff, so it'd be cool to go see it. Yeah, definitely. That's gonna be uh, it's gonna be really cool to see. I'm looking forward to checking out their facility. Um, I'm probably gonna end up camping out there, honestly, because I'm cheap and cold don't and alone. Get a hotel. Hey, my but that guy from uh, my buddy Alex. Alex might be coming with me. So Instagram Rubicon Reptiles. Alex. He's a cool dude. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He might be riding down with me since Justin. It's probably. Bailing. Okay, look. <sighs> there's like a five to ten percent chance I'm probably going. Five to ten. It's basically zero. You're saying it's a chance. It's, <laughs> it's better than not. Yeah, you're right. It's better I than have, zero. You know, I have a feeling. I have a feeling Rogers is going to make it happen. I have a feeling he's going to make it happen. <laughs> I hope so. And I, we can we can tell him right now, and I'll show him this episode and be like, "Look, dude, I got people that that." Need me they there. need us, man. Like, tell them we're a sponsor, dude. The podcast, the podcast name is gonna be he on thought, the banner. He freaked out for a second and thought I signed him up to be a sponsor for. Oh. He's like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "The podcast is sponsor. You're not a sponsor. I'm gonna oh. buy cigars to take down there. At least that was my plan." Yeah, it was. might send some with you. Yeah. So again, yeah. we're departing. But yeah, so <clears throat> I can't, I can't be there by myself, man. We gotta have two parts to this. We could fake my death. That sounds like a worse idea. Doesn't sound too bad. Because then this Casey's theory of you not existing. If you want to kill me, real. just throw Doobie or Roach dust in my face, and I guarantee you my throat will close up and I'll drop to the ground. Well, what? I've seen it happen. No, I'm right there with you, man. That stuff's oh my rough. Gosh, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. Terrible. I, I'm not gonna do that. I to can you. feel it like closing that's what you feel that's like what that's when what vader you feel. chokes like force chokes the dude that's what it felt like except the roaches were vader moving on <laughs> <laughs> all right um so i guess that's about is that about it for southeast carpet fest casey is that all we got that's all we got all right cool so if everybody remembers, um, we had Casey on a few months ago to talk about a trip he was taking to Australia. Um, that episode is one of the more listened to episodes. Of it is the second the most popular second episode most on popular. SoundCloud. Yes. So I know. Big any, baller shot caller. I know all of our regular listeners have heard it. Um, I hope you remember it. And if you don't. Go back and listen to that before we get into this episode. Um, it'll be a good, you know, it's a good thing to kind of back this one up. Um, but now Casey is back from Australia, and he's going to tell us all about his trip. So, Casey, take it away. Paint us a picture once again. <laughs> all right. So I guess we'll just start from the beginning of the flight, Yep. which is 17 hours in the dark going over the ocean. No, thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah, how, how that was uh, I don't know. I'm pretty jittery. Like I'm not, I'm not good at sitting down. So that was a pretty rough trip for me. I had to go make a couple laps around the back. Oh man, yeah, yeah I've, I've had, uh, I've had like, I think the longest car ride I've ever had was over 20 hours, and that that's uh, pretty, that's pretty rough. Hand me some Benadryl and I'm good. <laughs> Dude, I'll pass out some Benadryl. What? Yeah, um, I wasn't expecting there to be. Uh, I wasn't expecting them to just close all the windows. Like, it was dark the entire wow. time. 
All the oh, windows so were closed? Like, you didn't know, like, if it was day. Like, you could see, like, you could turn on your TV screen and stuff like that. Uh, you know, you could kind of lean back, but it was, yeah, it was, it was mostly in the dark the entire time. You oh, know, there's man. this cool thing. I've heard uh, people call it the uh, Aurora Borealis. Uh-huh. Kind of like the Northern Lights, <laughs> but it's where people are playing on their phones, and you can look up on the ceiling of a plane in the dark, and it's like all the colors of everybody playing like the stupid little games on their phone for hours. Oh my god! And that was that was actually kind of cool for that's the funny. first four hours. Yeah, for the first three hours. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. Uh, where did you fly out of when you went straight when you went to I Australia? I flew out of Atlanta, Atlanta, and then we okay. went to San Francisco. We had a ten hour layover there, uh-huh. so we went over ten to hours. the uh, the Muir Woods. Uh-huh. Which are, uh, I think, the closest place to San Francisco. You can see redwoods. Okay. So that was. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Like I was kind of disappointed with that place. <laughs> really? Dang. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting it to be like super awesome, but uh, it's crowded. You gotta reserve spots. Uh, they kind of reminded me of just like a little bitty walk I do around here in North Georgia. Like it. It was cool, but it was not what I was expecting. Apparently, the big redwoods are like three hours north of where I was at. Oh, I got you. No, I thought we were going to see, like, the trees you could drive your car through. Yeah, these were their dwarf cousins. Yeah, no, we've, I, I've actually been out there when I was real little. That was technically the longest car ride I've ever had. We drove a, we drove across country when I was probably nine or ten years old, maybe, maybe younger, probably younger. Wasn't that long? Um, oh, shut up. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we went through, we went and saw the Redwoods and we actually have a picture of all of us, um, in the van that we were driving under a tree and we were all standing under it. It was pretty cool. I got to get out there again. That was cool. Yeah, man, for sure. For sure. Anyways, moving on. So long plane trip. Yeah. Long, long flight. Uh, we got in there, we had to go through customs. Uh, me and my buddy still kind of have a little bit of a disagreement as to what somebody asked me because I went in there and I swear this lady asked me. Like, as I was going through, she says, do you have any snakes on you, sir? And she only asked this to me. They knew. So I was like, am I on, like, some kind of list and I don't know about <laughs> they it? They knew and, Cannon oh was coming. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he says she asked me if I had any snacks, but I swear this lady asked me if I had any snakes on me. Oh, my gosh. I mean, That's I would have had snacks on me. <laughs> like, okay, well, uh, I wasn't planning on taking anything out, but now I know that I cannot. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> I, got the, I got these illegal Twizzlers on me. <laughs> Just, uh, oh, those, those possible dreams are, they're nipped in the bed. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we got there, we got the rental car. Uh, driving was really confusing, especially for the first, like, week or so we were there. Because it's all on the wrong side. Like, yeah. I didn't realize that the steering wheel was on the opposite side of the yeah. uh, car, too. So, you get in there, and you don't realize, like, so much of your perspective is based on like how big you think the front of your car is, and when your steering wheel is on the other side, you don't realize like where your car is in relation to everything else. So we were like wow. going off down the side of the road a little bit, uh, you know, swerving in and out of traffic. It was really hard to park. Oh, I bet. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. And the funny thing is, uh, where where you think the blinkers are going to be is actually the windshield wipers. So every time we wanted to turn, we turn on the windshield wipers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that took a, I still like once I've gotten back I still do it the opposite way I've, even I've been on here a month 
back in the U.S. Like it still kind of trips you out a little bit. Jeez, yeah. People, people in Australia, the, every time they see somebody go to make a turn, their windshield wipers go on. They're like, "Up, oh, the Americans are in yeah. town again." <laughs> uh, I had a bad experience day Tourists. two where we uh, I pulled into the uh, the wrong lane of traffic. Oh, Once no. it was like a four lane stop. So we're in the middle of this little suburb, and people are honking their horns at me and. Uh, every trip, every, somebody has a little freak out, and my little freak out was there in the middle of the city. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was not okay for a solid minute or two. We had to pull over, and my friend drove because, like, I was just, I was done. Don't oh yell at me. man, that's oh, that sucks. <laughs> I was wanting to go get breakfast. I was I wanting knew. to just go out and go, uh, go off into the woods. Yeah. Well, I think I yelled at him like, "Why do you even want breakfast right now?" <laughs> I want to eat. We're busy trying to survive. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. That sucks, though, man. That that must have been. Uh, it took a little getting used to. Yeah. For See, sure. I've heard, and this I don't know if this is true or not, but like I've heard that Australians in general just come off as like aggressive, in like the same manner that like New Yorkers do. Like what you think of when you think of like. Uh, I guess to an extent. I've seen that more online than the people in Australia. We didn't really talk to a lot of Australians though. While we were there, we were kind of off in the parks and off in the middle of nowhere for the most part. Oh, okay. I got you. Oh man. Did you watch that movie Wolf Creek before you went there? Oh no, I didn't. I watched uh, Crocodile Dundee too though. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) nice. (laughs) That's funny. Sounds about right. Uh, yeah, but moving on. But yeah, we went over to uh, Royal National Park, mm-hmm. I, uh, which is uh, there's a park just south of Sydney, and I've looked up. There's uh, a bunch of people who've seen diamond pythons in that area. Mm-hmm. So we were looking around. We went over to the beach. Uh, there's a lot of uh, like little bearded dragons. Uh, they call them Jackie lizards, which I've never seen them. In like U.S. herpetoculture, but they basically just look like a dwarf bearded dragon, but brown. Oh. So they... those are out there. We saw a little uh, snake neck turtle, a bunch of cockatoos. Oh, There's nice. parrots all over the place. That was super cool. Wow, that that's really cool. Yeah, seeing those in the wild must have been kind of weird looking yeah, crows. That'll trip you up a little bit when you've seen like cockatoos and stuff like that in pet yeah. stores or yeah. something like in bird shows, and then you park in a parking lot and like. I don't know, a grocery store or something like that, and cockatoos would just land next to you and just beg for food. It's, oh, it's cockatoos really cool. trying to get the French fries, that's, not seagulls. Dude, that's crazy, man. I can't even imagine that. Oh, man. It's like the Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, it was, that, was, uh, that was super cool. The other yeah. animal you see there a lot is uh, eastern water dragons. Really? You know how uh, anoles are super common in Florida, maybe up by, up by you guys? Oh, yeah, they're yeah, everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're like that. No I was way. Looking, I was thinking the eastern water dragons would be something that, like, we'd see maybe a couple of when you're close to the water. Uh-huh. But, no, they're, they're very common animals out there. Wow. Wow, I didn't know that. Wow, that's really cool. I wonder if they sell those in PetSmart for $7. I think they do. I didn't have a chance to go to a pet store, but I really wanted to. Jeez. Just to see, like... What they had there, yeah, you know, that's yeah. why I have like albino blue tongue skinks and stuff like that for a hundred bucks, and yeah, there's like hush hush like back dealings of like leopard geckos or something. <laughs> These like, dude, up, I, they're like, dude, up. I got this ball python, bro. <laughs> you walk up to this door, and there's the little slide-out piece where their eyes are, and there's like a certain password, it's and like, like, yeah, there's like a, a code not, 
and then it's like they let you win. Oh my god! There's some dude that's like eight foot tall and like three hundred pounds. Like, he's yo. got a all black suit. He's got the silenced the uh, silenced pistol with the suppressor and like. I got some AML corn snakes, but don't tell me. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I got I got a ball and a corn snake. What do you need? I got an albino ball python for you for twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> too many too many rabbit trails. Uh, yeah, yeah, Royal National Park. Uh, mm-hmm. I was really expecting to see a diamond python there, but we didn't see one at that point. Mm-hmm. But from there, uh, saw the ocean. The ocean there is really, really pretty. It's blue. They got the cliff sides and stuff like that, which I haven't gotten to see before because all the beaches I've seen were, you know, sandy beaches. Mm-hmm. But there was this one place, it was probably the most amazing place we saw the entire trip in that one area, where how the cliffs are set up, they kind of, there's one area where there's cliffs on one spot and then on the other, and they kind of have this like flat area between them, so it's like a funnel. So all the sand that's coming off from the ocean kind of gets funneled up this one little strip that goes back up like a mile and a half of just sand dunes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. So... Me and my friend, we were walking, and we got to that place, and we were the only ones there. Mm-hmm. And that was probably, that was just such a weird experience for me, because if that place was in America, there'd be signs and stuff telling you you couldn't go there. There'd be, like, you know, trails. There'd be, I don't know, just trash. And out there, we were walking, and we got to the top of one of these sand dunes, and we realized, like, as far as the eye could see, there was land, and there were no people. And, like, I have not... I've seen that up in the mountains, but not on flat ground. Yeah, like you kind of expect it up there. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. That's super cool, man. So I could see, like, one way almost as far as I could see with sand dunes and then, like, a lagoon. Yeah. And then you could see the ocean. And it was, oh, that was, I don't know. It kind of gives you a different perspective or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess that was kind of my one little wow you know yeah yeah the world's really big kind of thing <laughs> yeah for sure dude yeah if the 14 hour or 17 hour <laughs> airplane ride didn't uh yeah yeah the whole already. the whole time casey's doing uh, this he's still sitting in his car holding the steering uh, wheel like he's just imagining this after 17 hour plane ride <laughs> <laughs> yeah we joked about that like all this trip i'm gonna wake up on the plane realizing i just it was all a dream <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure for sure uh, but all right, after the uh, after the park, uh, where, where'd y'all head? What'd you do? Yeah, we uh, we hiked over to the Blue Mountains. Okay. Which is a town. Ta- it's uh, kind of like the national park, maybe an hour west of Sydney. And you know, we did some classic sightseeing, seeing the mountains there. And we walk into this valley uh, to go camp that night. And as we're walking down to get to our campsite, which is like two kilometers straight. But the angle to get down there was probably, like, as steep as you could possibly go without actually falling down the mountain. Wow. But we meet this couple, and I think they were from Europe. I didn't really, they didn't really sound Australian to me. Mm-hmm. But they're like, oh, yeah, be careful. There's a, there's a snake. There's a really big snake um, on one of these logs out here when you cross the river. Oh, shit. And I stopped for a second, like, what did it look like? And they said, oh, well, it was black and yellow. I'm like... <laughs> Show me a picture of that. That's Diamond <laughs> Python. And they pull out their phones, and they show me where uh, he'd been taking the pictures. And sure enough, there is a big, giant, uh, big Diamond Python oh in his pictures. Gosh. 
That had to be pretty cool. Dude. So, I bet like, you, tell me exactly where you found you it. You take off kind of that a little mountain. Bit. My buddy's like, are you okay, dude? Like, it's, it's just a snake. Let's, let's be no, careful a about single, A single tear just rolled <laughs> yeah. down his cheek. No, like, Case, like, you, you don't understand, dude. Like, this isn't just a snake. Like, this is, <laughs> this is the moment I've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So, so they tell us um, it's actually in a really uh, easy to find spot. Mm. It was like a really because it's um, there's a big log that crosses a river, and they said there's a knot in that log, and the snake lives there. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh yeah, it's maybe thirty minutes back, and I start like running down this mountain. I fall down like five times. I don't stop for water. My so friends like, dude, we gotta down. stop. We gotta rest. We gotta eat. You're going to kill yourself going down this mountain this day three. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's a snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I literally, I think I would have died if this guy didn't go along with me. Oh like, my like Jonathan saved my life. Nah, dude. If, if like, if I would have been with you on that trip, we both would have been dead. <laughs> we both would have died. Yeah, because I would have been right there beside you, like, running down this mountain. Probably, yeah. We, yeah, we wouldn't have made it back. Anyways, so running down the yeah, mountain. Yeah, get down to the bottom of this, uh... We get down, down to the bottom of the valley, and you're able to kind of see just what the diamond python habitat looks like in the wild, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. It's like uh, like a thicket, and you see a bunch of falling down logs, and I'm like, these things could be anywhere down here. Yeah, yeah. So what, just but before, before you... Trail forks off three ways. We have not crossed a river yet, and I'm all bummed out because I'm like, I don't know which one of these three, tails, three trails this couple took, and mm-hmm. we're not going to find this thing. It's probably already gone, and I got kind of down. But we were able to pull up, uh, like, a map. Uh-huh. They had a little map off the side of one of the trails a little ways. And we found out exactly where the river crossing was. I had to turn around and go back down uh, one of the other trails. And we're walking, we hear the river, and I start running again. <laughs> and we get to the log where it was, and I'm shaking. Like, I'm physically shaking about how excited I am to see this thing. But the whole time in the back of my mind, I'm like, it's probably gone. They probably scared it off. Uh-huh. I get over to the middle of the log. I look over in the crevice, and it's right there. Oh, dude. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I take a bunch of pictures of it in the log, and then I take out uh, I brought a temp gun with me just to kind of get an idea of, you know, get some data. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. I temp gunned it, like, 84, something like that. Uh-huh. The outside and the snake. And then I, uh, it's probably late enough for me to say, I pulled it out and I'm kind of, I was able to get a good look of it. It was not huge. Uh-huh. It was probably like, uh, my guess would be like 1,800 grams, okay. maybe like four and a half feet. Yeah, okay. And it's in shed. So it's pretty docile. Uh, take a little video, we get some pictures of it, and let it go. I was like through the roof. Because one more of those things, like, I'm pretty hard to be around when I'm field herping because I'm so excited to see one thing, and I get antsy when we haven't seen it. You know, so I was probably, yeah. like, a real pain to be around for, like, the first three or four days where I'm just looking for a diamond python. Mm. And we find it, and I'm like, okay, the rest of the trip's fine now until we get to Alice Springs. Right. <laughs> then it's bread lie. No. Yeah, then it's bread lie. Yeah. But, yeah, we find it. We go camp. Uh, we meet a really nice Australian couple there. Uh, kind of just talk to them a little bit. But we have to get water right as the sun starts going down. And I'm kind of staying over at the camp, kind of making things are clean. And my buddy starts screaming, like, there's something in the water, something in the water. I'm like, is it another snake? 
and there's like like a two or a three foot eel that oh. like is just swimming around back and forth, and we had <laughs> no idea anything like that existed in the mountains. Wow, that's yeah. That eel was. Crazy. I got some okay pictures of it. He got some better ones. Uh huh. But yeah, when we walked around in the middle of the night, we saw just tons of them. Wow. And they're way bigger than anything you'd expect to be living in like a creek. Jeez. It's kind of terrifying. But we camped that <laughs> night, and it gets cold out there, man. Like, when people tell you a diamond python is a cold-weather python, they are not kidding. I got my temp gun out at, like, 8 o'clock at night, and it was 50-something degrees, oh, like wow. 54. Mm. And I'm getting in my tent, and I sleep, and I wake up, and it is 41 degrees outside my tent. And we keep going back and forth because we're only 10 minutes away from where we found the diamond python. So I'm, yeah. I kind of took it as like a golden opportunity to find out exactly how cold the diamond pythons were. Uh-huh. So, you know, at night it's like 50-something. We didn't see the snake again, but I think we, he went back up into the log a little more. Uh-huh. So we kind of just temp-gunned inside there. But, dude, when we came back about 5 o'clock in the morning right before the sun came up, it was like... 37 degrees in some of these corners of the forest we're walking through. Uh, the corners of the log the snake was in were like 33, like just above freezing. Oh, my God. And the area inside where I knew the snake was was about 40. So, it's, it's yeah, man, when people say diamond really? pythons can handle some cold temperatures, they are not kidding. That's... It was. I've heard that area gets snow sometimes, and I would completely believe it after sleeping there. Jeez, man. I knew they I knew they were, you know, one of the the colder, you know, climate species of carpets, but uh, I did I had no idea they'd get that. They get yeah, that low. It's a completely different perspective when you actually feel how cold it was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's for a couple of those species. Like I said, the eastern water dragons, we saw giant eastern water dragons on that same log. We yeah. saw the diamond python on, was on, so they get that cold. Um Lace monitors. We didn't see lace monitors on that trip. That would have been uh, We kind of had an issue in one of the areas where we were supposed to see some. But I've heard people here in the U.S. are like, oh, we don't know why we can't get these stupid lace monitors to breed. And after being there, I'm just going to, you know, I feel like, dude, you probably didn't get cold enough. Yeah. I'm looking at that. I knew a guy here that said he had a pair for like eight or ten years, and he said, I could never get him to breed. And I guarantee it's because he didn't get them cold enough at night in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. I'm looking wow. up the the Blue Mountains right now on a map, and that looks about right. It looks surprisingly, uh, I guess temperate's probably the word for it. Yeah, it reminded me walking around a lot of being, like, here. Yeah. You know, North Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. It was very similar. That's mm-hmm. kind of the thing about New South Wales and the area around Sydney, is that if I, like, teleported you and told you were, you were in, like, Virginia or somewhere... Until you started seeing some weird animals, you'd believe me. Jeez. Like, oh, okay. It's very similar to, like, East Coast Forest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Except for the animals and plants that were there. Right. Until hmm. so you hear the people start talking or something, you know. Then... But, yeah, we'll get in, uh, after we Everyone left that road, teeth. <laughs> we went over to uh, these, like, real back roads where we were going to go look for lace monitors. Uh-huh. And we're driving down the roads, and... We get to the point where it's not even, it's like private roads. They have to like literally drive through somebody's farm uh-huh. to get to this place. So we're having to like open and close horse gates. Uh, there was one point where uh, 
the horses we saw saw us too, so they'd like run up to the gate and just like wait for us to open it up so they could go run wild and free. So oh we had to like push them out of the way, and sometimes the farmers would have to come up and tell us how to get them away. Jeez, hmm. man, that was pretty cool. See, yeah, my we were able to get over to like a free campsite that was, I guess, it was on one of these people's properties, and they just didn't care. And it was on a Sunday, so all the Australians were coming out, too. Because Australians, like, dude, they know how to camp. Hmm. They are, like, the ultimate car campers. They will put any American car camping league to shame. <laughs> Jeez. Like, they have figured out how to deck out their vehicles with refrigerators and solar panels and all that stuff. It was kind of gave us some ideas. Yeah, for sure. Dang. The first thing I think of when it's like, okay, I'm going onto somebody's property living in the south is like, that's a horrible idea because yeah, that's how you get shot. Like, I'm gonna get shot. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't, I would not have been comfortable doing that. Like, opening somebody's gate. Like, are you sure we can do this? Like, because I don't feel comfortable. Yeah, definitely, it's definitely. Like my first not. instinct is like, I'm gonna get shot. Yeah, private property. If you see that little sign that says private property, boy, you better not. That's off limits. You better not Unless take a step on there. I've actually done that one time. I went and. Um, <clears throat> I went on, uh, I used to go back there all the time. I didn't really know it was private property, but I guess, you know, somebody owns everything. And I, uh, I had caught, um, caught a little, uh, cotton mouth and uh, I took it off the plantation cause they were going to kill it. And I knew there was a little wetland back there. So I took it back there and released it. And, uh, as I was walking back, um, some dude stop or i guess he saw me park my jeep on the side of the road and walk back there so he came looking for me and i came walking out he's like hey what are you doing and then you know explain the situation and throw a cotton mouth at him like this no i may i may have told him it was a corn snake that i released but that's neither here that's neither here nor there (laughs) no one got hurt it wasn't a lie because i had released a corn snake back there before it's not a good story unless you get shot at yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) uh but anyway sorry i didn't mean to cut you off Oh, no, you're good. Oh, you're rude. Uh, but, yeah, we get to this place, and we've been filtering our own water. We didn't bring, like, big gallon jug that we thought would be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw on the map there was supposed to be uh, springs and stuff like that. So we start walking. Uh, I'm kind of looking for animals. My friend's actually out looking and being responsible looking for water. <laughs> so today we're at, supposed to have uh, lace monitors and blue-tongue skinks and stuff like that. So I was really excited to actually get to see some of those. Mm-hmm. And as we're walking, we see signs that says, Danger of Feral Hog Poisoning Area. Oh, shit. So they're literally, like, dropping, I don't, like, bait that's poisonous to get rid of all the feral hogs that are in that area. And the area, like, the ground is just torn up from where these hogs are rooting around. So we're getting kind of nervous. We're like, is this water really good to drink? And we probably walked four or five miles in, and we get to the stream, and it's completely dry. And we don't have any water, and it's getting dark. No, man. Drink your yeah. spit. So we see there's another stream, probably another mile and a half or so further down. We walk to there. It's dry, too. Jeez, dude. So that's probably the most dangerous scenario we got into the whole thing is we're walking back. We're out of water. I'm kind of starting to get a little bit dizzy. And I don't know if that's because I know we don't have any water or the fact we probably walked four or five miles. On top of the fact... You know, we've unloaded our tents and stuff like that and don't have anywhere to get water because there's no fountains or anything in this place. Right. So at one point as we're walking back, I lay down. I'm starting to get a little dizzy. And I think to myself, like, we're, we're in trouble right now. Uh-huh. And if we die out here, the pigs are going to eat us. 
They're never going to find us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, and we're walking back. Uh, it was the first time we saw a wombat, too, and it scared the crap out of us because we thought it was a pig. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those things can, can be pretty pretty gnarly They're when they want to be. dude. A wombat is like... I thought a wombat was going to be like a woodchuck. It's like a right? giant guinea pig. No, dude. They're like they're like a fat eight-year-old running around in a yeah. sweatshirt or something. Like Jeez. an Ewok costume. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they look like, and they kind of make a thud when they gallop. <laughs> so you just hear the soft, like, thudding coming at you, and you're like, what is that? Yeah, dude. It scared the crap out of us when we heard these things. Jeez, Some wombat man. combat. Oh, my God. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> anyway, I dig it. <laughs> Mortal Wombat. Oh, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. Call me Butter because I'm on a roll. Okay, let's. Moving on. Um, so, Casey, you almost got murdered by the wombats. <laughs> what happened? Whole gang of No, I didn't run at us, but, like, I was kind of... We had to take a couple minutes and sit down every once in a while because neither one of us had water for quite a while. Yeah. We get back to uh, our campsite. It's, like, popping with Australians. Oh, really? And like I don't a... want to go ask these people for water, but we probably should have. It's like, look at these. But it's amateur hour like for the Americans. That want some it water. smells delicious. It smells so good. And we didn't have any water so we could cook our own food. So we, like, had a meal of, like, crappy off-brown gummy worms. And just <laughs> went to sleep as we heard these people just partying it up and eating this amazing food. And so y'all, was, so y'all didn't go ask for water. Y'all are just shriveled up in the fetal position, like, we're so hungry and thirsty, we don't want to ask you for Dude, anything. I can't believe y'all didn't go ask for water, man. <laughs> we did in the morning. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't want to be like the American I- idiots that are coming out and begging for water. Jeez, man. And the problem is, too, one of our rental cars, uh, we needed to pay some money, like, immediately to get it. And it was a Saturday back home in the U.S., so the bank was only going to be open from, like, 9 to 12, which yeah. translates to, like, 1 to 3. Uh-huh. And I barely had cell phone service, so I knew I was going to have to, like, scream in the phone. I was like, oh, great, I'm going to be that guy screaming in a loud American accent. Yeah. So these drunk Australians are going to hear <laughs> when they're trying to go to sleep. I'm like, I'm gonna get, we're going to get killed out here. Jeez. But I was eventually able to, like, text somebody, and they were able to figure it out, which was good because I really think that, yeah, being a being an American screaming with a bunch of drunk Australians around when they're trying to sleep would not have gone over well. No, definitely not. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I was mad about that place too, though, because uh, we'd heard overheard some people saying like, "Oh, there was a huge monitor lizard over here. We saw a giant snake," and we had to leave like immediately that morning because we had to go get some new supplies. Jeez. Uh, I was I was mad. If I ever go back, I'm going straight to that place. And like stocking up on as much water as possible before I go. Because <laughs> it was prime habitat for like lace monitors and blue tongue skinks and uh, diamond pythons and stuff like that. I was Jeez. so mad we didn't get to stay there. Well, well, let me know if you make another trip, and uh, I want to I want to tag along. I want to come with you next time. He's smart. Oh, I will. He's carry on. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll just slide in your bag. I'll be fine. You <laughs> <laughs> can hide in the wheel well. Yeah, but no, for real though. If you go again, you want to get some people together. Let me know. I will definitely help instigate that trip. 
absolutely game. And I'll I'll say I can go. And then <laughs> yeah, right. Work will be like. Sorry, and then you won't be able to go. Yeah. We have an event that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyways, next morning, out of water. Out of water. We have to go drive get out of this amazing wildlife place to go <laughs> to like a little town to get water. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, we drove through like dirt roads and backcountry farms and stuff like that. So we're not anywhere close to land or a city or anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, we go back. We fly out uh, two days later to Tasmania. Okay. We get to go uh, hang out over there a little bit, and that's where we. Uh, on most of our kangaroos. Okay, cool. Which is not something I was expecting. Yeah, yeah I didn't even like, really that think that they had some. So many kangaroos yeah, and wombats sense. and possums and all that stuff. Jeez. Did you see any Tasmanian devils? I did see a Tasmanian devil. Nice. Yeah. Did it make a little uh, like twister when it when it chased at, you? It's like the only <laughs> lodge hotel place we stayed at was a place we stayed at two nights in Tasmania near Cradle Mountain. Uh huh where they would have uh, populations of uh, spotted quoll, Tasmanian devil, and a Tasmanian pot, uh, patty melon, okay. which are like a really tiny little, wom- uh, really tiny little, uh, what's the word for it, wallaby. Okay. But yeah, we got to see a Tasmanian devil at like 1 o'clock at night, Jeez. which was super cool. Did you hear it scream? No. See, the thing is, uh, with that tumor disease that's going around, it's wiped out so many Tasmanian what? devils. Dude. But the guy that runs it says they don't scream anymore. There's there's no reason for them to try to compete. What? I didn't. That's the first I'm hearing of that. Yeah, I didn't, I've never I've never heard of that. Yeah, there's Jeez. a it's, it is a um a contagious tumor. It's literally like contagious cancer they can give each other. Wow. Is it like? And a, the one we saw out there, he actually had a tumor on his face. Jeez, that was really sad because there's no there's no coming back from that. Damn. That sucks. I didn't. That's the first time I'm hearing of this. Yeah, yeah, it's something to, something to look into. They're one of the only animals that are going extinct right now, and it's not our fault, really. <laughs> well, yeah. That's a first. Yeah, that's a first. I know, really. It's like the one animal that's dying, and it's not really our fault. Yeah, it's like, you know, my first thought, I hear something like that. I was like, all right, what do we do? Yeah, what, what chemical did we put in the water, you know? What, what cigarette <laughs> company was dumping waste products? Yeah, and, exactly, uh, you know. But uh, anyway, so... That uh, Tasmania. But, yeah, we're up there. Uh, it was mostly mountain climbing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy's a big hiker, so his idea of a good time out in Australia was waking up at, like, 5 a.m. and walking till 5 p.m. to go set up a, a tent <laughs> and just sit, uh, staying out there. Yeah. What so we did a ton of that stuff. Uh, we got to see some amazing places up in that area. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because that's, like, super yeah, temperate. Um, like that some place... of the areas up there actually have snow still. Like that place like stays pretty cool year-round, though, right? actually, like, walk in the snow in Australia. Hmm. That place stays pretty cool year-round, though, right? Like, that's a pretty temperate. Yeah, Tasmania, it's, uh... To give you an idea, Tasmania is probably, like, the Australian equivalent of, like, Washington State, maybe. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I got from it. It's like Oregon. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got Very it. great place. Is the only way I know how to describe it. Is like everything, the trees, the rocks. It's just kind of all of like the same shade of gray, and then really brilliant greens. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, we kind of joked around that it's like sixty percent rocks, thirty percent trees, and ten percent wallaby poop. Because <laughs> nice. wallabies poop 
everywhere They're out like there. squirrels. Like, literally, there was not a corner of that island. I did not, I was not within, like, 10 feet of some wallaby poop. Jeez, man. Yeah, so wallabies are like the squirrels here. Yep. <laughs> They're like squirrels, rabbits, and deer, like, all mixed together. All combined. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, yeah, here we've got deer, like, crazy, man. That's, yeah. Yeah, we do too on this area. Jeez. So, like, it's kind of funny, though, because, like, all the different species kind of follow, like, different niches, I guess. Like, the gray kangaroos, they're, like, the deer. The Bennett's wallabies are, like, goats. Mm-hmm. And the patty melons, which I think are probably some of the cutest little animals hopping around Australia, they're, like, a big, fat kangaroo rabbit. <laughs> and they follow the same niche as, like, a, you know, like a rabbit or a squirrel. Yeah, yeah. Don't they, aren't those, like, bandicoots or something? Uh, I think they have bandicoots out there. I don't, I don't actually know. I know they have the quoles. Yeah, I've seen those. Those uh, are the little, like, white spotted. I didn't get to see Apparently they were out there. White spotted uh, One night some people around us had saw them. But when we're out waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning and walking till 5 o'clock at night, it's really hard to stay up too late. Like, I was, I was oh, I'm beat sure. and wiped out most nights. Well, yeah. I'm sure you were still dealing with, like, jet lag and stuff for, you know, a while. Oh, yeah, that was strange where you'd be stuff. waking up, like, especially the first couple of days. Mm. I'd wake up, like, up and ready to go at 3 a.m. Yeah. almost every day because it'd be, like, 11 o'clock U.S. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like I slept in a bunch. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I've never, I've never had something like And you'd be that. hungry at weird times, too. Like, <laughs> well, not even that strange. Like, restaurants there, they don't, they aren't open like American restaurants are. Like, out here, you know, you, up until about 10 o'clock, you can go to a couple restaurants. Out there, it was like Thursday night at 8 o'clock sometimes, and we couldn't find anywhere that was open. Jeez. They need Waffle House. Yeah, they don't have those there. <laughs> the only place we could go to would be like a McDonald's, and I'm never that hungry. <laughs> <laughs> You're not loving it, Casey. <laughs> I'm killing you. Oh, my gosh. Brats can tell you all about McDonald's. He loves it. I don't love it. You eat it enough. I, I do like the breakfast burritos and stuff there. So oh, that place makes me sick, man. That place makes me feel ill every time I eat there. Yeah. It's poison. Yeah, dude, it's... No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So, so, how long yeah, we got though? to see some cool stuff over in Tasmania. We how? even went to a beach one night. We were trying to... There's penguins out there. We were really hoping to go see it, so we tried to sleep next to a beach. And we get up there, we talk to the ranger, and she tells us that the penguins stay on the other side of the river we're looking at. And it'd be like a 45-minute drive to go see the penguins. And we were exhausted, so we are like, screw it, I don't need to see penguins that bad. Also, <laughs> just watch them on the TV. Yeah, for Yeah, I, I know what a penguin looks like, I'm going to bed. It's called Animal Planet. <laughs> <laughs> How long were you all in Tasmania for? We were in Tasmania for uh, four days. Oh, wow. Yeah, my, uh, my target species out there, I got to see it, but it was not alive, and I'm mad about it. Hmm. I wanted to see uh, Tasmanian blotch blue-tongued skinks, uh. which are like a separate, really rare species of uh, blue-tongues. And we saw one, but it was squished on the side of the road. Dude, that sucks. Yeah, that's kind of something you need to get used oh, to going to Australia, cool. seeing these like... Amazing rare animals you were so excited to see, but they're just road smush. I look, Jeez. yeah, I'm looking up those right now too. Those are pretty sweet. Yeah, you can't look, brats. Stop! Don't touch my computer. 
So I was I was pretty upset, but the night we were trying to leave, we had to wake up. We had a 5 a.m. flight to get oh, out of Tasmania. So we have to drive about an hour and a half at 3 a.m. Uh, down these country roads to get to the airport. And I fully understood after that ride why there was so much roadkill in, in Tasmania. Like, dude, it was like it was like being in a game of hot, out of uh, what's Frogger, oh, except you're the God. car. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. Because man, they're like the animals there. Everything's basically just a weird possum, and they act like a possum, so they just stop in the middle of the road and hit the <laughs> They're all confused, and they go left, and then they go right, and then they end up just sitting yeah. there. Just like that. So we're trying not to hit like wallabies and patty melons and possums, Jeez. all that stuff. I fully understood after that road why there's so much roadkill. Because those animals, they do not care at all when they see headlights. Wow. Well, they weren't, they, they're not exactly evolved to survive. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not super smart. <laughs> they're a, they're oh, a, yeah, another weird they're a prey species for was, a reason. Uh, we saw seven echidnas. Oh, cool. Wait, wait, you saw, wait, 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 hold on, back up, you saw a platypus? I did see a platypus. Oh my god. The thing platypus I am... though, they, uh, they kind of just look like a ripple in a river. Dude. Like, you see something kind of like on the surface of the water, you don't know if it's a leaf, and then it like splashes in the water and goes away, and then it kind of comes back up. So you see them, but it's not something you can get like close to, you know? Oh, dude, that's so cool. I love, I love platypuses, man. We got to see them at the Taronga Zoo in Sydney, though. They got a real good look at those guys. That's so cool, man. I don't know why. I've always loved those things. I thought they're. I think, I think the echidna's so a little cool. cooler. I don't know what. What's an echidna? Basically, Dude, the were super imagine cool. an anteater that's uh-huh. also a porcupine uh-huh. that, that lays eggs. Oh. It's got yeah. the long face like Plot, an anteater, but it's got the spikies. Cool. It's like a hedgehog. If there was like some weird reproductive event. Another weird event. thing we learned about him from one of the guides there is they have, like, a really well-developed frontal lobe of their brain. So they have, like, for an animal their size, they have, like, a crazy amount of problem-solving skills, and they have no idea why they're so smart. Because you expect them to be kind of dumb. They just kind of wall around and <laughs> yeah. hide in the dirt when they show up, but apparently they're super smart for the, what they are. Wow. They're like big old egg-laying hedgehogs. <sighs> yeah. Jeez. And that was an animal that, like, I didn't think we'd see a lot of. I was like, we might get a glimpse of one, but... Out in Tasmania, we saw like six or seven of them. Wow. That's really cool. Damn. Very but, cool. So Yeah, we leave Tasmania, then we go up to Alice Springs. Mm-hmm. And that's probably what I was most excited about. That was like my one dream of getting to go to Australia was getting to go look and see where the Brettles pythons are from. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so we're flying in. And I think last episode you mentioned Mad Max a little bit. Yeah. And it looks just like that when you're flying over it. There's it looks nothing like the out surface there. Of Mars. Yeah, there's nothing out there. People don't realize like the major bulk of the continent of Australia is a red has desert. Nobody in it. Jeez. It's insane. And Alice Springs is almost dead center in like the entire continent. Like if you look at it on a map, it's like right there in the middle. Jeez. Yeah, you throw a dart in the country and there's Alice Springs. Yeah. And my friend looks over at me as we're flying in. He's like, what are we doing here? There is nothing out here. Yeah, did you bring water? And we're water? spending a week in this place. You're spending a week out there? Yeah, we spent a week out there. Oh, man. And it was, it was really cool. I was, there's also a bunch of flies, though. 
Oh, man. So it was amazing, beautiful, like but flies? at the same time, there's flies. It's like their whole life's goal is to like go in your nose and eyes and in your mouth and oh, dude. just everything. <laughs> that would have drove like, me insane. Like sand gnats or like mosquitoes or like no, house like, flies? No, like they're just black, like house flies. They don't oh, want to bite okay, you or gotcha, anything gotcha. like that. They just want to like go up your nose, and we don't know why. They probably think you're a source they, of water. They follow you everywhere. Jeez, yeah. that sucks. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. We had to get our bug nets up there. Yeah. But we fly into Alice Springs. Uh, we don't spend too much time in any of the towns we're at. We kind of, after Sydney, we kind of made it a point just to kind of get in and get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not much, not really much going on in any of those places that I was too into. Uh, you didn't go clubbing? But, what was that? You didn't hit up the clubs? No, nah, dude. Not my style. That's well, now, I'm, hold that's on a second. Saying, man. I, we need to rewind for that. a minute because we have some unfinished business we need to clear up from the last episode. And I want an explanation right now as to why right you did okay. not find a camel and why you did not get a picture with one. Like you promised. <laughs> you promised. I did promise and I felt bad. The thing is, when we're driving down the road, we saw like three camels. Why didn't you try and catch them? Because <laughs> they were like a mile away. You got a car? They were so far away. I was from the pictures I'd seen. I was expecting you to cross the road, but it turns out the only thing that crosses the road in the middle of Australia are monitor lizards and cows, and bearded dragons. I would have taken a picture of a cow. I would have. I would have accepted that as a as a fine substitute. Yeah. Uh, these were some ugly cows, though, man. Even better. Like... <laughs> Bonus. Dang. You know those cows you see when you're uh, like looking at pictures or documentaries of India, and they have like the weird hump on their back, and they look like they're half dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. those cows. Jeez. Like the ones they they serve at McDonald's. It kind of sounds like Justin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The leathery cows. If I were that, that's my spirit animal. Yeah, if you were a cow, that's what you would be. Yeah. The so ugly cow. The ugly. That they. I'm so ugly they won't even the, eat me. The the ugly humpback cow that they just set me out in the desert. That, and they're like. We'll let dead. nature do its thing with him. Yeah. If he dies, he dies. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's you. Just being uh, I like that. But, dude, they didn't even have fences out there for the cows, though. Jeez. I guess they had, like, little GPS coordinate trackers on them or something. Say, what do they need them for? There's no one out there. Like, what's the point? Put them out there in the desert. Yeah. Jeez. We'll find them over there. Basically, you'd be driving down the road, and you'd start seeing, like, you have to stop because you think there might be, like, a turtle or a lizard or something. It's just cow poop. And then you're like, okay, well, now I know we got to really keep a close eye out for something. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, there'd be cows, and they'd just be chilling out in the middle of the road because there's no fences for them. And for some reason, the road seems to be the best place for them. Wow. Did you tip any over? Oh, my God. Ah, no. No, opportunity. Darn, you're giving me so many ideas. That, opportunity like, I done, but I didn't Opportunity do. missed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You could have taken me with you. Actually, I probably would have felt bad because I feel like if you tip a cow over in the middle of the desert, it probably is just going to end up dying. Dude, yeah, that's pretty screwed up. I don't know. Can They can get up, right? Obviously, they can lay down. I mean, I don't know how don't cows know. I just sleep. feel bad. Like, in the middle of the night, sneak out there and tip over a cow when you're driving and then be like, oh, it can't get back up. Like, and it's in the middle of the desert and you know how bad. This is it. I've been waiting for this. Death has finally found me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd feel bad. Okay. But, uh, yeah, this, uh, I, speaking of feeling bad, I, I ran over two reptiles on this trip, uh, and I feel terrible about it to this day. I uh, ran over a central bearded dragon and an Aki monitor lizard. Oh, no, yeah, dude. Man. 
That sucks. The thing is, they're in the middle of the road, and you don't see them until you're, like, right there. Yeah. And if you try and swerve, you accidentally swerve into them. Yep. Just like squirrels. Uh, I, felt, I felt so bad about the Aki, too, because the Aki, like, I've had Aki's, and I like them, and I, but I killed, I've had two Aki's at home, and I killed one of them on accident one time years ago. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, I'm never going to do this again. And sure enough, I get to Australia, and I kill one in his native habitat <laughs> on complete accident again. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> Oh man, that, uh, yeah. But that yeah, that's uh, that's one of those things I thought was kind of weird. Is I talk, you know, reading up on brittle pythons and stuff like that. You hear just how tough and how cold it gets, and how they're like the only reptile that can survive those temperatures. And I was shocked at how much I recognized was out there. Mm-hmm. You got the bearded dragons, which are like the you know the beardy mommy classic, and they're out there in the middle of the desert where it gets to be below zero at night sometimes in the winter. Mm-hmm. There's sand everywhere, which, you know, surprise, there's no hammocks. What? What about the little wings you put on them when you put them on a leash? Nobody did that for them either. What? I know, I felt I felt lied to. I was told so much about how to take care of bearded dragons, and I saw where they were from. No one put and, little uh, wings on them. It was all life. It's like 100 degrees during the day, and it's like 60 degrees at night, and they tell you they'll die if they get below room temperature, and that is yeah. false. Yeah. You heard it here. Oh, my gosh. That's oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. And, and Casey, well, they I were... I thought it was, like, orange and yellow. Casey, they were they were all on the uh, the reptic carpet, right? That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that was out there. They, and they were yeah. wild and free Eating in the exclusively of crickets. It's just yeah. reptic carpet. Yeah, it's a reptic Dubia carpet. roaches carpet everywhere. Yeah, God forbid... God forbid they they, they on sand. If they're on sand, they're they're. What level UV were packed. they under? <laughs> I did actually measure that. It was, uh, I don't, but I don't know anything about UV, so it's just a number to me. The UV index was 14.5, which is apparently like I think insanely high. Yeah, that's really high. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Because most bulbs are like, what, f- I think the max is like, what, four that I've seen? Maybe? Something like that, I which don't is know. like a shady day. Like a 3.0, 2.0, 4.0. I'm not a lizard guy, so. Yeah, I don't wear sunscreen much. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, back here in the U.S., but I put it on all the time. Oh, there, I bet. It would just bake you if it didn't. Jeez. If you didn't put it on. Mm-hmm. But, hmm. uh, all right, so still in Alice Springs. What, where, yeah, where so I'm at Alice Springs. Springs. We go to a place called Trophina Gorge. Which is, uh, if you know anything about Braille's pythons, one of the most famous pictures of a breadlay in the wild was taken at Trophina Gorge, uh, right off on the side of the Red Banks. Oh, okay. Is it that one, like, up on the cliffside, kind of overlooking? Yep. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. So I got to, uh, we got down there, we set up our tent, and, you know, waited for it to get dark. And by then, I didn't quite understand, like, what a Brettles was living in. And I think I kind of have a better idea of it now if I ever go back there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking around in the desert like you would be looking for, like, a rattlesnake or something. Mm-hmm. For uh, maybe the first couple hours of the trip. And then we go down into the gorge, and it's like the habitat completely changes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's semi-permanent water there, so there's more trees. Yeah, I saw the pictures. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. a little oasis. Yeah, from like start desert to like all of a sudden you're in like a forest. Yeah. yeah. And that's where the brothels are it's living. very strange. Wow. It's like wherever water can even like somewhat stay for a little while, that is where you're seeing like Stimson's pythons and brothels and kind of wow. kind of bas- what basically are 
like forest animals that just kind of got stuck there when mm-hmm. desertification took over Australia. Yep. Yeah. So it's like the last place they can still live in that environment. That we haven't destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we haven't gotten our hands on it yet. Yeah. Give it time. <laughs> we'll find a way to turn sand into gasoline. And they're, oh my they're gosh. done for. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And so you you found a Brettles. Yeah. How long but were y'all first, there before you uh, found... We found, walking around the middle of that, we found uh, three Stimson's pythons. Oh, oh, neat. That's... Yeah, which was super cool. Like, that's awesome. At the end of the day, when people, like, I've heard people say, talking to me, like, oh, Brettles is probably the toughest snake. I would say that a Stimson's and a Walmart might be, like, just a little bit above a Brettles. I mean, the Stimson's, it Walmart's makes sense. Walmart's are from that area, too, but Walmart's are actually in the desert. Yeah, because the Stimson's are small, so that kind of makes sense, too. Like, they have... They can't yeah. just pluck anything out of the, you know, they can't just go find a bird like Brettles can. Yeah. You know, they, they well, the Stimpsons that made more sense, why, have you ever heard, like, Antaresia people have a really hard time getting <clears> them <throat> to eat? Yeah. Yeah. When you're walking around, it makes perfect sense, because there's no mice, it's but there's frogs Lizards everywhere, everywhere. And frogs. Yeah. Frogs and, like, velvet geckos and yeah. stuff like that. That's what they're eating. Right. Because they're hanging out over by places that uh, have semi-permanent water sources. Mm-hmm. Like, there'll be, like, a little pond, and that's kind of where we saw the Stimson's pythons. Mm-hmm. So, the Stimson's, they just hang out and kind of look for frogs, mm-hmm. I think. So, did you see Woma pythons as well? I did not. Womas uh, are pretty rare to see. Okay. I talked to a guy there that was a reptile guy mm-hmm. that, like, went out every day and was able to road cruise and that stuff, and... He'd been there for like nine months and had not seen a Wilma python yet. Wow. And I follow him on Instagram now, and he just found one after living there for almost a year. Jeez. And looking every day. Damn. Jeez, that's crazy. Well, and the Wilma pythons, too, uh, off on a little tangent, uh, the Australian Aborigines view it as like, like a creator god type thing. Like the Wilma pythons are a very like, good animal in their legends, wow. we found out. That's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. We kind of went over to some of the aboriginal areas around Uluru, mm. and they talked a lot about how Wilma pythons were like the good snake in their legends. Huh. Which makes sense. You know, you've got eastern brown snakes, which will kill you in right. you know, a day. Right. And the Wilma python that eats them, it makes it makes sense. Okay, well, I guess I didn't, I didn't know Wilma's ate brown oh, snakes. Yeah. Well, okay. We're big snake eater. Wow, okay, mm. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Pretty sure they'll eat anything that moves and you yeah. put in front of them. But. Finger, yeah, they're, uh, yeah, they're tough snakes that pretty much eat other snakes. Yeah. They're kind of like blackheads. You know, they're, they're yeah. basically just smaller desert blackheads. Yep. Right. Very cool. All right, so after the Stimson's pythons. We wake up that morning. Uh, there's a place called uh, Jack Hayes uh, Waterhole or something like that. It's near Trafina Gorge. We're driving down the road. It's about 9 a.m. in the morning, and... My friend's driving, I'm looking off to the side, and I see a huge Brettles python uh, laying out on the riverbank that's been dried up. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, dude, stop with the Brettles, the Brettles. I open the door, I get my camera, I run over, and this thing is straight up, like it's uh, laid out perfectly straight. You Mm -hmm. see my pictures too where I'm not able to get anything more than like just the first foot of its head because it's not coiled up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I go over and I, I poke it a little bit and it flips around like I'm so excited to see this animal, but this animal is not so excited to see me. Sounds like Jacobs. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, you know how we talked uh, 
how some rattles are super nice and some yeah, are some are psychotic. Defensive. This was definitely one of the defensive ones, and it was all of like seven and a half, eight feet. Jeez. And the cool thing about it too, besides its size, was the fact it was like a completely different color than the captive one. Yeah, I did yeah, notice I that saw, in the pictures. I it's saw very that in the strange, took, yeah. like very pale. Yeah, it was like the way I described it is like the color of peanut butter. Almost. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Or like coffee. Yeah. yeah. You know, it wasn't really. It was like a very yellowish orange, which mm-hmm. I had not seen in any captive brittles. Yeah, I was gonna say it looked more. You know, if I'm recalling from the pictures you took, it looked very, very orange almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a and it was. Green. It wasn't even doing that like half black, half red thing. Most of them do. Like it was that color pretty much all the way down to the tail. Mm-hmm. But that was uh, that was a super cool like moment where I'm like, yes, I finally found the snake that I've been trying to think of. You know, I've been trying to plan a trip to go see for five years now, and here it is right in front of me. Mm-hmm. So I pick it up. We're gonna do a video, uh, and it bites a chunk out of my left arm. No, <laughs> I, like a big, big snake bite. So I put it down. My friend's kind of freaking out. He's like, you just got bit by a snake out in the middle of Australia. We're like two and a half hours away from the helicopter that will take you to the hospital. Yeah. I'm like, no, dude, trust me. I know exactly what this is. Just I'll put it down. We'll like film a video of it. So if you guys seen the video I posted up on my Facebook. Yeah. Uh Of the snake biting at me. Yeah. What you don't see is I'm covering like my left arm is behind me because I'm like, a fountain of blood. Oh <laughs> from where it had bitten me on the wrist. Gosh. Jeez, man. I know. I know that that sucker hurt. No, dude. It, well, I was so excited it didn't hurt. Oh and yeah. I guess, I guess the adrenaline was yeah. day a little bit. Yeah. Jeez. So it didn't like latch on to you. It just kind of gave you a you know get away from me bite. Morning bite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. But Jacob that was, was amazing because I was. I was really afraid we were going to go through that whole trip and not see a Brettles. You know, yeah. I was going to go all the way out there and all the way to this habitat and not see one. Yeah. And yeah. then there it was. Uh, we'd been in Alice Springs for less than 24 hours. Wow. And what time and did you... And I got you... to hold, like, the granddaddy of all Brettles pythons. Did you find yeah. it in the morning or the evening? Like, what kind of... Did you... Uh, I'm assuming you collected nine, data and 9.30 stuff. in the morning. Yeah. So I guess it was out sunning itself. Mm-hmm. Just out on... Uh, on a dry riverbed, so you gotta see it in the pictures too, where there's a bunch of like river rocks and stuff where it's yeah, laying yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. But that was, uh, yeah, it was kind of surreal. You're driving down, and I see the pattern of it. I knew exactly what it was. Did I'll you find? We see more too, but you know, if you're only gonna find one Brettles python, like a giant, full-grown adult, is a pretty good one to find. Did you only find the one? We only found the one. I we put ourselves in the in the habitat every time, but yeah, there was only uh, only that one. Hmm. But we went over to uh, yeah a bunch of places that I know people had seen them before. We spent some time over in um, Ellery Big Hole, which uh, I'd seen people do, but uh, that place was a real lifesaver because it. First day we were there was kind of overcast and a little cool. It was windy. It rained a little bit. So we didn't get, like, full brunt of just how hot and strong that sun really is. And then the rest of the time we were there, it would be, like, 104 degrees during the day. 
Jeez. And we found out pretty quickly that, like, if there's not a place you can go swim during the day, you just need to, like, pack up and go somewhere else. Wow. Because we tried, like the, to, we tried to go full nocturnal one day, and it didn't happen because our tent was 140 degrees in it. Hell no. Oh, like, shit. we were in full sun, we were trying to sleep, and we didn't know there was a water hole, like, 500 yards away from us. Oh, so we packed up all our stuff, and we're like, we're going back to this other place we were at that had somewhere to swim. And then we checked out the visitor center and realized, like, oh, okay. Well, it's not really a visitor center, like a map. And we realized, like, oh, okay, there's a place to swim right over there. Yeah. But, yeah, we had a, we had a moment out there where we were going to, like, cancel our whole, like, giant loop trip we were planning on doing. We're just gonna burn out here. <laughs> it just got hot, and you're like, "Nah, yeah. mine." <laughs> like, I don't know if you ever tried to like sleep during the day. I can't. When it's scorching hot, dude. If the house is, is over like happen. 75, I'm I'm miserable. Like, I'm a big I'm a big man. All right, I don't do heat. Yeah. I can do cold <laughs> all day long, but I start sweating. I'm so I'm gonna start taking off clothes, and it ain't gonna be pretty. <laughs> no, it's not. You ever seen a really sweaty Sasquatch? <clears throat> Like Chewbacca if you shaved him. Yeah. And then he started sweating <laughs> profusely. Yeah. And he was ugly. What? Mm. But yeah, we learned that real quick was, I like, if you're it. not, you need to sleep during the day, and you need to be somewhere near where, like, you can just dunk in the water. Because luckily, like, the water, uh, all the places we were at was cold. Like, it'd be, like, 60-degree water, oh, and it'd wow. be, like, 104 outside. So you just kind of, like, go back and forth. And just find some more shady to kind of chill out during the day. Yeah. And the flies would leave you alone, too, when you were wet, which is really nice. Oh. <laughs> like, that place is just, it's completely miserable during the day. Jeez, like, the flies, and it's burning up, and the sun will cook you. Like, it's, it was not a great place to be during the day. But Man. at night, like, when the sun went down, it would go to, like, 104 to, like, room temperature. And it'd be perfect. You could go walk around and have nothing bother you. Maybe some mosquitoes, but you just put some bug spray on for those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That completely different experience from day to Jeez. night. That's crazy. So, if you it's like if you ever anybody listening ever wants to go out there, just go full nocturnal and don't even try to bother going out during the day because nothing but black flies comes out at night or during the daytime. Jeez, man. Now, when you go out there and you find a brettles and you see where they come from and you experience all this stuff, did that? Did you bring anything back from that as far as like how you're keeping yours? Um. Or was it just kind of more eye-opening as far as you know what they deal with day to day? It kind of confirmed a lot of what I had already known. Okay. You now I knew the fact that there were huge temperature variations from day yeah. to night. Um, it did surprise me the condition the animal I found was in. Because mm-hmm. usually you hear, like, oh, you find a snake in the wild and it's half-starved. Right. This one was not at all. This yeah, thing looked was fat perfect. and happy. Jeez. Like, this is the exact opposite of what you'd expect, because I've seen captive brettles that were in worse condition than this snake. Yeah, it looked it like it was right where it needed to be. Yeah. It wasn't, well, it wasn't fat, it was muscular. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But it did kind of, it does kind of trip you out a little bit, though, because you hear people... On here, everybody's talking about, like, cage size, all that stuff, and somebody, like, pats themselves on the back because they give their animal a six-by-four cage. And after seeing that stuff in the wild, I'm like, man, like, a six-by-four is really not that much different than, like, a four-by-two. Like, it's still not what these animals are doing, Mm -hmm. you know? It kind of... 
I don't know. It like gives you a different perspective. Like, yeah. oh, that cage is. And I mean, that makes sense because if you think about it, if it's that hot during the day, they're not moving much. Therefore, they probably don't need a ton of space. Yeah. You know, they're going to be coming out at night. Obviously, they're you know a nocturnal or crepuscular species, so they're going to be moving around more at night. But you know, a good chunk of their life is spent probably pretty sedentary, I'd imagine. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Like, you could tell they'd have, like, a little home range they'd go back and forth to, right. but... I don't know, just... I guess the point I was going through in my head was, like, what we think is a giant big cage really isn't that big, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Jeez, man. That's cool. Which, yeah. I don't know how much of that I'm really going to change, because, like you said, for the most part, they're pretty sedentary. At least mine are. Yeah. yeah. But it does kind of put a different perspective in your head, especially for things like monitors, though. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Where I'm saw, uh, you know, you see the range of like where a black throated, mo- uh, not a black throated, a black uh, black head dwarf monitor, mm-hmm. they cover some space when they're in the wild. We're able to see the tracks and follow them around, and those things they they travel a big distance Jeez. when they're doing their thing. And they were uh, they were pretty common where the brothers were at. Like they'd be living out in the little gorges and stuff like. You know, where you'd be seeing the Stimpsons, the bread light, you'd also be seeing tracks from these black-headed monitors. Right. I wonder if that's a... If they... I'm, I'm sure the, the young monitors are probably a food source for, for some of the brettles at some point, I'd imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's, like, uh, it's probably a trade-off, too, where a baby brettles is probably a oh, yeah. decent meal for a big adult for sure. black-headed monitor. How, mm. ba- how big does that species of monitor get? Uh... Well, I've seen like two-ish feet, maybe okay. a little bit bigger. Nothing so, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't big. Uh, I did find a dead parenti though. Ooh. So, that's when we were going out of yeah. uh, Trophina Gorge, which that really bummed me out. I was really wanting to see a parenti. Yeah. And there was one just smushed in the middle of the road, yeah. and it was probably a sub-adult. It was a good size. Those are impressive lizards, man. Yeah, they really are. They have such a pretty pattern, too. Yeah. That, like, octagon... Yeah, the oscillating yeah, yeah, sort of. Like, yeah. look on yeah. the neck. That's cool to me. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, those are gorgeous, gorgeous monitors. Hmm. But... So did... that you broke up a little bit. No, I just said you those were really were pretty... gorgeous monitors. Oh, yeah. So, after Alice Springs, was that the the end of your trip, or, you know? Uh, we did go down to uh, Aluru, or uh, Ayers Rock. Mm-hmm. We spent, a, like, half a day down there, which was kind of uh, more of our touristy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the loop we took, we took the, uh, there's two ways to get there. There's the, like, the highway that goes straight from Alice Springs to uh, Yalara, which is near uh, where Aluru is. And there's this place that's called the Marini Loop, which is like the dirt road that kind of goes right around the middle of nowhere. And we took that way going there. And that was pretty cool. Because uh-huh. that's another one of those things where you're driving and you realize, like, I'm the only person, like, out here from a, miles. a seven mile circle of me right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh-huh. The void. And there's tons of monitor lizards out there, too. Jeez. Like, we saw. I've had to get some help because I'm not really... Monitors all kind of look the same after a point to me. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get some help. And yeah. we saw like four or five different species just on that little loop. That's pretty neat. Yeah, very cool. I'm, I mean, yeah, that's where we saw our camels. Could you way, actually... Way off in the distance so I couldn't ride them. Could you actually <laughs> like loop. see the monitors or was it one of those things where like you rolled up on them and they were gone? 
Uh, some of both. Okay. We get some decent pictures, but a Mondo, like, you basically see it run, like, as fast as it possibly can out from the middle of the road. Right. And after a point, uh, you kind of get tired of stopping and looking at dead monitor lizards, so we just kind of, if we saw something run off, we might stop, but if we saw something dead on the road, we wouldn't. You yeah. know, you kind of bums you out a little while after seeing dead lizards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I probably, I think if we did stop, we would have saw more things. Like, there is a uh, Centralian blue tongue skink out there, which are probably my favorite uh, Australian lizards. Mm-hmm. We may have saw one of those dead on the road, but I didn't, I didn't want to stop and you know, check out a dead blue tongue skink again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh that gets a little old. That was a little but, too. Uh, it, was, it was it was cool. That's um, like the eerie and giant. Have you guys ever of... been to uh, Stone Mountain in Georgia? Stone Mountain in Georgia. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's it's a giant stone rock that we uh sandblasted some Confederate generals into. Okay. <laughs> but nice. basically it's like a gray Irish rock. So I've seen something like it before. Uh-huh. So to me, it wasn't like this awe-inspiring thing, but I'm sure to somebody who had never seen anything like it before, uh-huh. it was it was probably pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that's where we kind of learned about like the native uh, Aboriginal mm-hmm. stories and how they like really revere certain animals, like the one with python. All that was kind of cool to hear about where they thought of certain animals. Mm-hmm. Right. But, yeah, after that, we uh, we stayed in a hostel that night, which was kind of cool to be able to get a shower after about five or six days of not taking a shower. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. And sweating in the desert. Yep. I bet yeah, you, we I were bet smelled you like stink and sunscreen, and yeah. we just kind of got it all off of us. Oh, man, I was about to say, I bet you smelled like a, like a dang axe model or something. Oh, dude, I did. <laughs> or a hobo. Yeah. I mean, we basically were hobos. We just traveled from place to place, sleeping in a tent and eating, uh, eating uh, salami sandwiches and pasta that we cooked over a fire. Jeez, man. The hostel thing always, maybe it's because of the movies, <clears throat> but the hostel thing was always like... I've stayed in a hostel. No thanks. I've always, I stayed in a sketchy. hostel. I stayed in a hostel in uh, Chicago one time. Not as cool as Australia. They call but... that a hospital, buddy. No, it was a hostel. <laughs> I don't know. Just the, the whole thing just kind of uh, it weird weirds me out. Yeah, I'm not sure he'd done the Appalachian Trail and stuff like that, so he's used to it. That was my first experience in a hostel, mm-hmm. and luckily we didn't have roommates or anything like that, right. and nobody was like partying up and getting drunk and stuff like. Because I just wanted to sleep, right. you know. After that whole thing, I think those movies ruin those for everybody. Because then I'm just worried yeah. that I'm going to get kidnapped and sold off to be tortured by some rich Dutch guy. I've never seen a movie you, about dude, hostels. <laughs> we'll watch it one night. All right. It's brutal. Those movies are messed up. All right. I'll have to, do I have to check it out after having my experience. <laughs> have you not seen them? Wait, what movie was it? Hostel, those Eli Roth movies. He did like two of them, maybe uh-huh. three. Ah, I I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, man. I've heard of. You'll never want to stay in one again. I've heard of movies called Hostel, but I've never seen them. Wasn't that the one with uh, Hugh Jackman and he like has to go beat somebody up no. or something else? <laughs> That's it was not really it at all. 
Well, someone out there knows what I'm talking about, and yeah. so they know. Yeah, we'll, we'll what get I'm, some emails about that yeah, later. They'll, they'll they'll understand why I ain't staying in one of those things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was a little sketchy, but at the same time, like I really, really wanted to shower before we took a 14 and a half hour flight back to definitely back to oh, America. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I bet it felt nice to sleep in a bed. I did. I bet it felt real nice. With air conditioner and Wi-Fi, like oh, I kind of. <laughs> it had to be nice though to yeah, like unplug the, and the, like not be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'd be you, weird where you'd be driving down the road, uh, and all of a sudden your phone would just explode. And you're you, like, oh, I got like <laughs> a split like wave of service or something like that out here bar. in the middle of nowhere, uh-huh. and you get like every email you've missed for like the last seven days or something like that. Yeah. Jeez. But yeah, it was really cool. Just kind of not having anything like that to distract you. Mm-hmm. Right. A nice break from the social media cesspool. Yeah. I was disappointed, too, that I didn't get to see a lot of the stars. We were around the desert. There was a full moon most nights, which was great for walking around and being able to see, but you can't really see a bunch of stars when mm-hmm. it's that bright. Right. Until you, you know, see I'm sure a, if there was a new moon out there, it'd be amazing. A shadowy figure sauntering towards you in the desert in the night. <laughs> a ghost. Oh my gosh. Wait, what? I said until you like it's a full moon and then you see some like cloaked shadowy figure walking to you through the oh, desert yeah. and then it'd be like, Hey, gotta go. You realize right. you're in like an Aboriginal burial ground or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you're not supposed to be there. Yeah. My nightmare. I don't do ghosts. At all. The whole, I don't even know if I believe in them, but I'm terrified of them. The paranormal stuff, man, oh, yeah. it, it, it gives me the willies. Everything gives you the willies. Yeah, it does. Uh, that'd be cool to see. No. <laughs> Case just like, yeah, it'd be cool to see a ghost, you know, it's no, whatever. I'd be busy <laughs> hiding in the car, pissing my pants. Oh my god. Not being able to shower for six days. Me and Casey are out in the middle of the desert trying to poke a ghost, and you're in, you're in the car taking a whiz in your pants. Oh, uh, what are those things in Arizona that's the legends? The, uh, oh, the, uh, Walker things? So they say it'll come out and eat you if you sleep in the desert in Arizona? What? That's the first I've heard yeah, of that. I've never I heard of it. Just like meth heads. The Walker stuff. Skip yeah, look Walker. that up later. It's, it's a pretty cool legend. Jeez. Hmm. I was when you said the the legend things in the Arizona, I was thinking those uh the rabbits with antlers. What are they called? Jackrabbits? Yeah, no, jackalopes. No, those yeah, are uh, jackalopes. Yeah. Those are the are those not real? I don't know, honestly. Oh, they're not real. Okay, they're not? No, they're not real. Okay, okay yeah. Jackalope, that was one thing. I was about to feel Urban like really... Legend. I was getting ready to feel like a real dummy if those were real. <laughs> yeah. You saw a chupacabra? <laughs> Did you catch it? <laughs> oh, man. Well, Casey, is that kind of... Was that kind of the end of your trip from okay. there? Or? Yeah, yeah, we had a 14-hour flight back. Uh, mm. I, I almost threw up on the plane we hit some turbulence and i was up for no. like 27 hours but yeah, no thank that's you. just classic travel stuff i guess yeah, we were no. surrounded by babies i don't know how the stewardesses do that yeah like, plane feels like it's about to blow up it's all good everybody just relax like you're fine <laughs> just Take, relax. yeah it's just turbulence yeah i thought i lost my phone when we landed in dallas texas too so i was like oh i gotta go back on and look at it and the stewardess was like we cannot let you back on this plane sir i'm like i just need to go find my phone and we would, like, start 
having this back and forth for a couple minutes, and I'm delirious. I'm about to throw up because we just got off this plane. And eventually I'm just like, fine, thank you. And I walk away because like, I don't want to be that guy that cusses out all the, the stewardesses on an airplane because he's delirious. <laughs> yeah. I had like just that last little bit of sense that my friend had actually picked it up. And I felt like a jerk. And you felt like uh. an ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they walked right by us, too, as we were sitting through customs. So I knew they'd been like... <laughs> talking smack and I thought they deserved it they walked by and you're sitting there on your phone just <laughs> laughing at you and they're like you idiot that would have been hilarious man oh man well this actually well, kind of works out perfectly because we're just under an hour and a half yeah we, oh uh, nice yeah Look perfect at that. timing nailed man. it awesome 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 well this was a definitely a fun episode um Casey, we really appreciate appreciate you coming on again, telling us about about your trip, and uh, you know, telling all the all the peoples about you know um, Carpet Fest and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on again, guys. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming. Good time. On. Where can the yeah, people sure. find you again? Uh, just look up Casey Cannon on Facebook. If you're a reptile person, we probably have at least one mutual friend. <laughs> Uh, I got a couple of Bros Pythons for sale left. Uh, not a lot. I'm selling pretty quick right now. Mm-hmm. So if you want to headstone wash Bros Python, uh, hit me up because I probably won't have many left in a couple weeks. Nice man, nice. And uh, you I, you have an Instagram now, right? I do. Okay. Uh, lots of pictures there. It's uh, creatures with Casey. I don't really do a lot of like my own personal snake stuff. I do every once in a while. Yeah. That's more of my, like, I take a lot of nature pictures and just want somewhere to put them. That's cool, right, though, because right. I like seeing that kind of stuff. Right. For sure, so, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing that one right now, Creatures with Casey. Sweet. But Very cool. That, that's about it. Facebook and Instagram is all I got right now. Awesome, man. Well, again, we really appreciate appreciate you coming on, and I will see you in February. I probably will too. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Hold me to it now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. See, now you're now you're making promises to him, and you know we'll so. find a way to like break the plumbing in your work or something like that. So we gotta close yeah. it down. Yeah. Like we'll come up with some little hairbrain excuse to make you leave. I'm gonna deny any uh, any involvement with that. Like this conversation <laughs> didn't happen. <laughs> oh, I don't man. know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Casey. Well, we really appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, man. All right. Talk All to you guys later. Talk Take to you later. Easy. Bye. Bye. Dude, my nose has been stuffy. Oh, man. The whole time. What episode is this, by 20 the way? 23. Episode 23. Let me double check. Guys. I'm like, I'm still sitting here searching, waiting for the auction items to pop up. And, uh, like, I'm not seeing them yet. It's 10.38 now. I demand answers. We want auction items. <clears throat> this is, in fact, episode 23. Are we... Is this being recorded right now? Yeah. Okay, are we still on? Okay. Yeah. yeah just making sure that was the thing, because you're... Complaining Let's about see. the auction. Stop complaining about the auction. I'm not complaining about the auction. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm anxious to see what cool stuff they got, man. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, excited. I'm excited, bro. Alright, so some cool little stats for the SoundCloud. Um, A majority of our listens are obviously in the States. Mm -hmm. 
on on SoundCloud specifically, a little over six thousand. United Kingdom, three hundred fifty-five. Shout out to you, three fifty-five. Yeah, in no, no, the it's UK. probably more like five people. I don't know. Break. We can break that down somehow. Australia, two ninety-seven. Australia, really? Canada, one sixty-seven. Okay. Sweden, one forty-three. One forty-three from Sweden. Shout out to you guys. Why is this thing not working? Denmark, seventy-two, and then they go down from there. There's one there's one country that had like not yeah, there's one place that had like one Yeah, it was like Israel or something the, like who's that. Who's the one person? Come on. I don't know. Dude. Find out, man. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's fine. not cooperating. It's fine, it's fine. Anyways, it's fine. just some cool little things. Episode twenty three. Episode twenty three, guys. Subscribe. YouTube just post a new video. Yes, new video on respiratory infections out now. I apologize for being kinda weird on camera. I'm not used to being in front of a camera yet. I'm just used to being He's behind shy. the mic. I am shy. I don't like you guys seeing my face. Nobody needs to see or needs or wants yeah, to see me that. Too. Next time I'm going to wear a bag. So, I mean, that's fine. I just look like you. So. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Burn. Oh, good one. Burn. <laughs> so, YouTube. We are now on Spotify. Yep. We are now, well, we've always been on Google Play, iTunes, iTunes, SoundCloud. Follow us on Facebook, the Herpeticulture Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, at Herpeticulture Podcast. We've just hit over a 1,000 followers on that, which is pretty cool, considering yep. the short span of time that I've been rolling with that, because well, Brox doesn't do anything. You followed like 5,000 people, okay? And I did. You just, you don't ask. Why don't you ask me to do something? I'm not. I don't want to just get on. Yeah, I'm busy, man. I'm at work, man. Dude, if you need, I help. have the time because my job involves me sitting around watching cops, drinking coffee, and smoking cigars. Cops, the TV show, not actual cops. And oh. Mean Girls, because it comes on uh, what used to be. Uh, it's now like Freeform is the channel. Mm-hmm. I play Mean Girls all the time, so I watch Mean Girls because it's a great movie. <laughs> all right, episode twenty-three. You can 23. go your back now. <laughs> I can what? Nothing. Okay. Anyways. All right. Oh my God, Danny DeVito, I love your work. Episode 23. Third Pediculture Podcast. Justin Smith, Palmetto Coast Exotics. Jacob Brotz, Jacob Brotz, J.O.B. Morelia. Deuces. Bye. I love you. Who? The people. I thought you were talking to me. I got all excited for a second. I was like, you really do? You mean it? No. I tolerate you. I think we tolerate it's a fairly parasitic relationship. Like I put up with you, you put up with me. Yep. We just cohabitate. Like I'm your tapeworm. I'm the host. That's a weird analogy. I don't, yeah. like, that. I don't like that at all. Just a little. We can come up with something better. We'll yeah. think about that and we'll circle back to it next episode. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. All right 2019. Let's get it. Ever watch Doug as a kid? Doug? That cartoon on Nickelodeon? No. It's probably slightly before your time. Might be. Every episode was like chicka da ba chicka chicka ba ba. Okay, we're really gone now. Okay, bye.